The Chicago White Sox got off on the right foot and beat the Cleveland Guardians to start their 13-game stretch against the AL Central. Sox got to Shane Bieber the third time through and poured it on. Lance Lynn was a completely different pitcher on Tuesday, hoping for much more of that moving forward. White Sox look to make it two in a row as Mike Clevenger will face his former team on Wednesday. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Socks. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The White Sox take on the Cleveland Guardians on Wednesday. Mike Clevenger is on the hill. Uh, catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Our Chicago White Sox now 15 and 28 on the season. Uh, they beat the Guardians 8-3 to on uh, Tuesday on the south side. A big six-run fifth inning with two outs. Uh, Sox had 16 hits in the game, three home runs, and a return of Lance Lynn. Going to get into all the details uh, later in this episode. Uh, lots of, of good stuff to take from this game as the White Sox uh, try to really go one game at a time, especially during this critical stretch against the AL Central. Um, you know, before the game, a lot of talk on social media, and it's it's been happening for several days now, uh, maybe even weeks, uh, you know, about maybe there's going to be a, another rebuild. Maybe this team is absolutely going to have to uh, sell off and, and what can happen, and I can't believe here we go again. And so I went back and I took a look at where the Sox were uh, back in 2016. At this point, you know, mid-May, uh, May 17th, you know, the Sox were 24 and 14. And if you remember that season, uh, they were one of the hottest teams in baseball. Uh, they were playing uh, outstanding baseball. They were the talk of MLB. It was an exciting time to be a White Sox fan. Uh, they were 10 games over 500 in uh, mid-May. They had a five-game lead in the Central. Uh, and then a couple months later, mid-July, things started to fall apart, and they eventually finished with a 78-84 and 84 record. So uh, heading into uh, Tuesday's game, the Sox were, were looking at, oh, maybe they're going to have to win 64 more games uh, to hit that 78 uh, win total. So when you think about, you know, the, the rebuild and everything that happened with that, uh, they were only 78, uh, you know, they only were they were only 78 and 84. It, it wasn't absolutely awful. 
but I think it was a, a point of they finally chose a direction. You know, they finally chose a path to go. Uh, so, you know, time will tell with this 2023 uh, White Sox team. I think uh, this stretch here, this 13-game stretch against the AL Central, I mean, in total, it's 16 of 19 uh, against divisional opponents. Uh, th this will be very, very important. Uh, as we head out of May, I think we will have a much clearer picture of the Chicago White Sox. Prior to uh, Tuesday's series opener against the Cleveland Guardians, the White Sox returned left-handed pitcher Garrett Crochet from his injury rehab assignment at Class AAA Charlotte and reinstated him from the 10-day uh, IL and optioned right-hander Nick Padilla uh, to Charlotte. Uh, Crochet made six rehab appearances at AA Birmingham and AAA uh, Charlotte fanning eight and walking none while allowing five runs over six innings. Uh, Garrett Crochet last pitched in a big league game in 2021 when he recorded a 2.82 ERA in 54 relief appearances. Uh, you did not see Garrett Crochet in Tuesday's game, but uh, he is a uh, uh, he's a welcomed addition with everything that's been going on with his bullpen. Uh, pretty excited to see what Joe Kelly has been doing uh, as of late. And, and Middleton looks sharp uh, on Tuesday. But, you know, to have a power lefty, and, and I don't know what we're going to get from Crochet, really. Uh, it doesn't sound like uh, there's going to be restrictions on him. Uh, but you never know. Uh, you know, I think about uh, Garrett Crochet when he came on the scene in, in 2020 and what he was able to do, just absolutely electric. What a weapon. Uh, and then, you know, Chuck Garfine was talking in the pregame on NBC Sports Chicago that, you know, the last time he pitched, it was in the ALDS uh, against Houston and that in that horrible series uh, in 2021. So uh, here we are, uh, Garrett Crochet back on the south side. This was from Vinny Duber of CHGO. Uh, Pedro Grafol said the Sox will use Garrett Crochet in a number of ways in multi-inning outings, in high-leverage outings uh, for small parts of lineups. Uh, asked if Crochet will be a Swiss Army knife, uh, Grafol said he's prepared to. Uh, where it ends up, we'll see, but he's prepared to. Uh, so, you know, I, I like to hear that there are no restrictions on Garrett Crochet. And I think that is something that Grafol is going to have to figure out. You know, I, one of the problems, key problems with the bullpen, obviously it's performance. But another issue I think has been where Grafol and Katz, where, where they're trying to figure out these arms to fit in uh, this bullpen uh, through April and, and now and through middle of May. Uh, and guys might not be set up in, in opportunities where they can succeed or, or they've had success in previous seasons. Uh, coming out of a bullpen and, and throwing four straight balls, that, that should not be the case no matter where you traditionally pitch uh, in a relief opportunity. But to have Garrett Crochet back and now hopefully Hendricks, you know, in the near future, the next week or so, we'll see uh, things might be able to – you know, the, the the pieces of the puzzle might be being able to, uh, you know, be formed so you have a, a clear picture uh, of what this bullpen could look like if starters can go, 
you know, a little bit longer like Lance did on Tuesday. And you can have the guy that's going to set up the guy, the bridge. And then, you know, you have your ninth inning guy uh, th- that'll, that'll be, that it can change that, that can really change uh, a potential outcome. Uh, you know, if we've got the lead and, and it is a high leverage situation. So good to have crochet back uh, some info on Aloy Jimenez. Uh, Grafol said uh, he ran, uh, on Tuesday, he ran out there and he felt good enough to come run the bases. Uh, his legs feel good. His body feels good. He's been cleared to start doing some stuff. Uh, and hopefully by the end of the week, he'll start swinging a little bit. Uh, remember, Grafol is hoping that while Aloy Jimenez recovers from his appendectomy, uh, that he is also resting his legs so he can spend some time out there Uh, in right field, which I'm sure we're all very excited about. Uh, Speaking of right field, uh, this was from James Feagan on Twitter on Tuesday. Uh, Pedro Grifol acknowledged Oscar Colas is playing well in AAA, but said, let's take our time with it. Make sure he continues to develop the things we feel are going to make him a really good major league player. And when he's ready, he's ready. Oh my goodness! Where was this at the beginning of the season? I, you know, I, I, I'm, I feel like I have tackled this uh, and, and demolished this topic over and over. But you know, now it's just clear as day. I mean, if you just gave this guy uh, some solid at bats for a stretch at the beginning of the season, and, and just admit the fact that you have no real idea what you're doing with right field, put Gavin Sheets out, Sheets out there to begin. Of the season, let Oscar Colas uh, get his swings and get his confidence, and then bring him up. I, maybe it'd have been a different story. Uh, so, uh, to be determined on Oscar Colas, but uh, I'm glad that Grafol acknowledged uh, how well he is playing. Uh, White Sox smashed three home runs, and Luis Robert Jr. stayed hot. Lance Lynn made some key adjustments from his most recent start to help the Sox get back on track. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by So Rare, our new sponsor. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, uh, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. A win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com, to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. The White Sox play the Cleveland Guardians on Wednesday Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. A uh, good one for our Southsiders. Uh, they beat the Guardians Tuesday 8-3. to three. Uh, This was a, a game that was kind of going to feature Naylor against Robert, maybe. Uh, Naylor left the game early, thankfully. Uh, Robert 
you know, he stayed hot. And no Jose Ramirez, uh, we were being told in the pregame, possibly for the entire series. Uh, and again, Cleveland's offense, not a lot going on. I mean, they were bottom of the barrel in all of baseball uh, offensively. And, and it kind of showed that. And especially when Naylor let the game left the game. I mean, they've got some guys like Quan and Straw that can get on. They've got speed, but not a lot of power in that lineup. Uh, Lance Lynn uh, with a seven-pitch first inning. Uh, Cleveland came out swinging. I mean, they were attacking right away. Uh, that is uh, That was a breath of fresh air. Uh, seven-pitch first inning for Lynn. Uh, bottom of the first, Shane Bieber, he's a good one, and he's a good one on the road. Uh, Tim Anderson uh, went chasing on a Bieber slider uh, that was out of the zone. I was hoping Luis Robert Jr. was watching that. Uh, ben Attendi uh, with a base hit up the middle, a ground out for Robert, then Mancata frozen for an inning-ending strikeout. Bieber looked sharp early. Uh, top of second, Lance Lynn did a nice job of mixing up eye levels early on, uh, seemed to favor working the top of the strike zone, especially with two strikes. Uh, Lynn gave up nothing after two innings. It really seemed like Lynn had a plan uh, going in there, especially uh, when he was ahead in the count, not just pepper inside the zone. Uh, his stuff obviously was working. He was, he was hitting his spots, uh, but he was moving things a lot, especially up, uh, even out of the strike zone at the top level. Uh, bottom of second, Bieber uh, sitting 92 miles per hour, working the corners, featuring a nasty slider. Uh, and he also works very quick. I know everybody's kind of working quick uh, this year, but Shane Bieber works uh, very quick. Uh, Andrew Vaughn flew out to right field, then Sheets became the third strikeout victim, frozen on a fastball at the knees. Uh, Yasmati Grandal got on with a bloop single, then Berger with a pop out to short right field. You had the feeling, at least I did, uh, after two innings, oh, man, Bieber looks locked in. Uh, I, I don't know. I've seen this way too many times with Shane Bieber on the hill. Uh, top of third, uh, Lynn had Brennan 0-2, trying to cut her, uh, working inside with a fastball, then got Brennan to fly out uh, to left field. Uh, Lynn was sitting 93 miles per hour at the top of the zone. Uh, not a lot being offered inside the hitter's zone. Uh, much different uh, from Lynn's last start. Uh, struck out. Zuino uh, went upstairs again on an 0-2 count against Straw and struck him out. Uh, after three, zero hits allowed, zero walks, four strikeouts. Lynn just 32 pitches. Bottom of the third, Hanser Alberto led off with a base hit. Ben Attendi uh, got on after a nailer, could not make a play at first base. He got first and second with only one out. A couple of sliders to Luis Robert Jr. had him 0-2. And then, you know, I thought this was going to go differently. Bieber caught too much of the zone, in my opinion, with a 91-mile-per-hour fastball. Uh, Robert... Uh, just didn't get enough, flew out to right field. Mancata struck out for the second time. So after three, White Sox offense, four hits, zero walks, uh, which was the theme uh, for both teams throughout the game, uh, four strikeouts, and they were 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. It was, a, it was a pitcher's duel early on. Top of four, second time through the order for Cleveland here. Uh, Lynn's cutter was wa uh, working much differently, dipped out of the zone, and he had it at the height uh, of the zone as well. Naylor with a two-out base hit. 
uh, first Cleveland hit of the game. Uh, bottom four. White Sox did have some traffic on the base paths, but nothing doing then. Uh, top of five, three pitches. Got Lance Lynn, two outs. Such a different scenario from his last start. Uh, Lynn staying at the top of the zone, then mixed up eye levels, trying to cancel out Zanino. Uh, then an elevated cutter for his fifth strikeout uh, to end the inning. Um, bottom of five, this is got when things got really interesting for our Chicago White Sox. Uh, it was the Sox opportunity to go third time through the order against Bieber. Uh, Anderson led off with a uh, base hit. Uh, Benatendi rolled into a four to six to three double play. Uh, man, just shaking my head. I, I was like, here we go. Uh, just when you thought we had a mini rally going there uh, and a great way to start get, getting T.A. with the speed, get him uh, on base. But. Luis Robert Jr. got a uh, got on first uh, via catcher's interference. Okay, so you get two outs. Robert getting on base uh, by catcher's interference. No big deal, right? Uh, well, Robert was running and was able to score on a base hit by Moncada that fell short of the right fielder and was mishandled. One nothing. Sacks of Vaughn with a base hit. Then again, all this with two outs. Sheets took a cutter that did not do much and smashed it to right center for a three-run home run. Four-nothing White Sox. Uh, Berger took an 0-2 offering and hit a two-run home run to opposite field. Six-nothing Sox. Bieber got bounced. Again, all of this with two outs. Ten batters, six runs. Uh, so top of six, I was wondering how Lance Lindgren was would respond there. He was in the uh, dugout for a lengthy amount of time, and you've got this cushion now. Uh, and how are you going to uh, attack Cleveland? Well, Straw ripped an inside cutter to left field. Benatendi dove, could not make the play. Uh, Straw had a lead off triple. That's how things uh, started. Quan uh, with a sack fly to score Straw. Uh, Yasmani Grandal with an interesting throw to first base that ended up down the right field line, but no further damage. 6-1 socks. Uh, let's go bottom six. Uh, Mancata and Vaughn with back-to-back two-out doubles. Uh, that was nice to see. 7-1 socks. Uh, they got that run back. Top of seven. Uh, Cutter was lively for Lancelin. Had a lot of movement uh, working to his advantage. Cleveland had something going on. First and second one out. Lynn was at 85 pitches, uh, but he was able to get a four to six to three double play to end the inning. Uh, we'll go back to top eight. Uh, Lynn was out there for the eighth. Uh, he had 90 pitches on his arm. Uh, Tim Anderson with a bad throw to Vaughn. So Cleveland had their leadoff hitter. Then there was a double down right field line by Quan, and then you kind of your stomach started moving a little bit. Okay, uh, uh, this feels familiar, and I don't like it. Uh, Straw scored. It was seven two socks. Uh, Lynn left the game. Uh, Middleton was now in, uh, and Anderson with a delayed throw to first. Uh, if you're uh, you know if you were a f- baseball fan uh, back in the eighties, early nineties. Uh, Sean Dunstan, shortstop on the, on the north side uh, of town, 
uh, with the Cubs. He would, man, when he would get the ball, he would absolutely delay his throw, double clutch. He would hold on to that ball and then fire to first base almost like at the last second. It felt like that's what Tim Anderson was doing. Uh, it was a kind of a rough inning defensively for Anderson there in the eighth. Uh, but uh, Rosario was safe on that play. Cleveland had a first and second, nobody out, then a nice double play. Uh, Middleton could not make a play on a dribbler to first base side. So Cleveland scored another one, seven, three socks, though. No further damage. Bottom eight, Luis Robert, uh, junior two out solo home run off a 96 mile per hour fastball. Robert's 12th of the year, four straight games with a home run, eight, three socks. Uh, Joe Kelly of the ninth. He got the job done. Again, Joe Kelly has been very reliable uh, during, you know, it feels like four or five games now. Uh, I, I really liked what I've seen from Kelly. Lynn's final line, seven innings, seven hits, three runs. Only one was earned, uh, zero walks, which was great to see. Seven strikeouts. Uh, he's got his ERA uh, 6.66. Uh, he threw 97 pitches on Tuesday. Bullpen. That was Middleton and Kelly. They went two innings combined, two hits, zero walks, a couple of strikeouts. Sacks offense, uh, they exploded eight runs, 16 hits, three home runs. Berger, Sheets, Luis Robert Jr. Sacks were two for eight with runners in scoring position. They did leave 10 runners on. Mike Clevenger, he's going to take on his former team on Wednesday, trying to continue what Lance Lynn did to the Guardians. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, look, these pants and shorts from Bird Dogs are unbelievably comfortable, versatile, and they just fit right. Uh, they give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts on the golf course, spend time with friends, cut the grass, go for a run, uh, or join the family for a barbecue. Love the stretchy fabric, and they are far more comfortable than any other shorts. Uh, perfect fit uh, and a must-have, absolute must-have uh, for summer. I've been wearing these Bird Dog shorts for the last couple days, doing all different kinds of stuff around the house, uh, going for walks in the neighborhood, going for a run. Uh, extremely comfortable and, and, and super stretchy. They move with you. Uh, highly recommend uh, these shorts uh, now that the weather is starting to warm up. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler uh, with every order. The series continues on Wednesday, uh, Cleveland, White Sox, 7-10 Central Time on the south side. Uh, Mike Clevenger is on the mound facing his old team. Clevenger has a record of 0-1 with an ERA of 4.22 and eight strikeouts in two appearances against the Guardians in his career. Uh, both of those appearances were in 2022, while, of course, he was with the Padres. Uh, Clevenger was... 42 and 22 with an ERA of 3.20 and 584 strikeouts in 101 appearances for Cleveland from 2016 until he was dealt uh, in late August 2020. Uh, this was a, a blurb from uh, MLB Trade Rumors on August 31st, 2020. 
uh, when Mike Clevenger was traded to the Padres. Clevenger drew ire from organizational higher-ups not only for breaking COVID-19 protocols, but then taking a flight with the team rather than being forthcoming about his actions. That led to Clevenger being optioned to team's alternate training site alongside Zach Plesak, who also violated protocols but was found to have done so before traveling with the club. Reports after the pair was optioned indicated that some teammates were so furious with the pair that they threatened to opt out of the season if Clevenger and Plesak were permitted to rejoin the club uh, right away. Uh, this season so far for Mike Clevenger, uh, he has a 2-3 and three record with an ERA of 4.79, uh, 35 strikeouts and 8 appearances. Uh, his last start was against Kansas City. Six innings, three hits, three earned runs, a couple of walks, and only two uh, strikeouts. Uh, Cleveland will send Peyton Battenfield to the mound. Uh, he is 0-4 with a 4.45 ERA uh, this year. So going back to what Pedro Grafol said uh, a couple days ago, I featured it on the most recent episode of Lockdown. Look, it's one game at a time. They cannot think about how many games back they are in the AL Central and uh, how bad April was and, and the scuffling uh, already in early May. Uh, it's one game at a time. You took care of business on Tuesday and make it two in a row. Uh, and and then and then just pile it on. You know you you've got uh, a lot of games here uh, against AL Central opponents. End the month strong, but it really can happen just one game at a time. Hopefully, there's some uh, offense left and uh, for the White Sox, and they can back up Mike Clevenger like they did uh, Lance Lynn. Folks, th thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast. Absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we're on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, pass it along to other White Sox fans in your life. Uh, Sox take on the Guardians on Wednesday on the South Side. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sacks your first listen every day. Hey, everydayers, uh, you know who you are. On the next episode, I will recap Mike Clevenger's outing. Hopefully be talking about a White Sacks winner. It'll be two in a row for the Southsiders. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sacks podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sacks.